to this week's episode of How We Are The Toddcast. I am Ross from RGX Media and I'm stood alongside... Well, obviously I'm stood alongside... You always say this. You always know, say I'm I, stood alongside. You're like, clearly not. I always feel like I need to lead into this. I always standing side by side, but it's always <laughs> virtual. With here with Michael Briggs at Michael Briggs Photography. Good evening, Michael. How are you this evening? Good evening. It is going to be a bit of a sombre opening part of the episode, isn't it? We... The plan is to talk about nature because we thought that with the news today, we'll go into it a little bit later on, but the we figured we'd kind of base this episode around, across nature um, just as a sombre episode. We're not going to be too down in the dumps though, but we are going to reflect on a couple of things, aren't we, Ross? Yeah, as most will probably be listening to this by now, um, the horrible act of hearing that Sycamore Gap, the tree that's been there for over 300 plus years, is sadly no longer. Um, you could, there's obviously speculation throughout the day who may have done it, whether it had been someone like a local farmer or God knows what, but the reports, as we recall, this suggest it was a 16-year-old kid who's done this, whether it's by themselves or they've had um, help with that. Nevertheless, it's, um, it seems to have shocked the northeast to its core, really. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, local photographers who've said a lot about it um, throughout the day and shared their own photos, me included. Obviously, you've done that yourself, Michael. Because yeah. um, obviously, it's, a, it's a, a, one of them, like, an iconic place in the Northeast where people come all over the world to see. It's obviously been featured in movies and other documentaries over the years. It's just a, a real shame, especially going into these winter months coming up where most people would tend to go up there a lot. Um, for photography reasons, um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a real shame, and obviously, you express your thoughts on it. Mate. It's really sad. Like I posted on um, my personal Facebook page, like, I felt like a, a proper punch in the gut kind of feeling because, as a photographer, or just as it's just someone who's just around the northeast, you hear so many things about Sycamore Gap, whether it's astral photography. Um, uh, Aurora photography around there, which we'll get to at some point, but just like how it's been in films, like I think it's Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves. I think the film was how it's that's synonymous with people across yeah. not just the not just the northeast, but the world, um, and put Northumberland on the map almost. And when I saw your tweet, this is how I found out. I found out via your tweet, mate. And at first, I thought you said this about the Aurora, so I'm taking your tweet with the, to your tweet with a pinch of salt. So I was like, nah, nah, come on. Like, it, There's no way that this has happened. Anyway, it's got to be a hoax. Someone's having, someone's pulling your leg here. And then I read into it and I saw the pictures and um, me, me heart sank because I, it, it's, it's, it, it's got to be up there. I'd imagine if someone had, bur- well, yeah, it's a horrible thing. If someone knocked down the time bridge or someone pushed down the Angel of the North or... Do you know something iconic in the northeast, where we've all got our bit, of, we've all got some sort of like attachment to, um, and you can see it all over Facebook and and social media how everyone had some kind of attachment with it, whether it was us photographers, uh, tourists, hikers, people, even you know people who get who paused there and had picnics there, and it's just. Uh, definitely a, a really sad day for not just for people who live around the northeast and based in the northeast, but just photographers like us who have now lost that framing of the two hills and the Sycamore Gap tree to take a picture of the night sky. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a, a real kick in the bollocks, basically. There's no other way, best way to put it, really. It's 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 really sad because, I mean, I've never, I've only been up there a couple of times and I've had not the best of experiences, but getting photos alone were okay. But obviously, the challenge is just to get there where the tree is. It, it's not the, not the easiest uh, thing to get to, especially when it's dark. But um, nevertheless, it's just, it's one of those iconic spots up here. Um, you fear for potential, like the tourism in the area. Because um, you see people come all over the world to see it. Whether you're not in photography or not, a lot of people head up there purely just for obviously the, to go along like Hadrian's Wall and there's all that rich history behind it. Um, but if you're obviously from the photography side, just all the way throughout the whole year, different seasons, you can get some amazing shots, whether you're close up the tree, where you're doing panoramic stuff, the drone included. Um, it's just a real shame. And then to see all like the photographers across social media where I've like kind of looked at it all day, there's been obviously some amazing shots um, where the, the aurora's kicked off or it's been in snowy conditions. It's just it's just going to be a, a real sad thing because there's a lot of homes across the northeast. People who, whether you see hikers or people who regularly go up that way part of the world, guaranteed someone's going to have a photograph of that tree in the house. Um, and it's going to be a bit more iconic now on the walls of um, households across there. But obviously, not just the northeast, but it's obviously reached worldwide news. Yeah, just, that, yeah. That, that's, that's how much of an impact that, that's had because obviously people are like, well, it's just a tree. Yeah, it's just a tree. For some people, it's just a tree. But for others like us, that was an iconic part of the northeast. Like, um, It'll split opinion because people say it's just a piece of wood. Like, where I work at a forestry company who sell wood chippers and log splitters, when I mentioned it that we should do a post, they were like, absolutely yes, but make the point that we're not just posting it because we're a chipper and a, a forestry company. We want to, you know, we want to show that we're safeguarding. We want to safeguard yeah. places like this and. This is that you know what I mean. So it's it, if you if you think that a forestry company that you know that makes the money from selling equipment that you know shreds trees and branches that have the respect for a sycamore gap tree like that, and it just shows that it's just you know it, it will split opinion and even for people who you know in certain businesses it, it still resonates with how they feel about the tree and it is really sad because I've only ever got to see the tree once, once out of the thirty four years I've been on this planet I've only ever got to see the tree once. And now I'll never get to see it again. Well, it depends if they do something with it, if they can save it, which I doubt they can. Um, or some kind of like memorial statue tree gets made, I don't know. But like, well, that's it, isn't it? I, the yeah. thing is, it just, it whatever happens going forward, it, the spark has gone for me a little bit because that tree can simply, it just can't be replaced. And us as photographers have now lost a, a a, a wonderful and beautiful area to take a picture of the night sky and I'm really sad because yeah I've seen it once and I feel quite lucky in yourself you said you've been there once many people haven't like I've someone on, commented on my Facebook page and they've never ever been and they're from the northeast and I feel sorry for people like that because they never will now never get to experience the true nature of the sycamore gap tree or the Robin Hood tree as it gets called and it's just really sad because I just wanted to go up there again the plan was actually the plan was to go up this year during the night like you did and try and get like an aurora shot or just even just a night sky shot but now that's been taken away from someone who's just obviously i don't want to dive into speculation too much because it's very up very much 
raw, but um, it's it is it's it's kind of sad for for people and photographers like us, you know, who we've just, we've lost a spot, basically. Well, you're right, man. I say like we've only got let's say a handful of iconic spots. Is obviously there is plenty, but like in terms of you know, if you want to kind of accessibility, basically accessibility. Yeah, if yeah. you want, if you want to mix it up and say you know you've done the course for a while and you're just getting bored of that, like you want to go like different adventure, more inland. Like there's always that spot where you think I haven't been up there for ages. I want to obviously plan to go up and you know there's other photog. Sorry, excuse me, other photographers. Um, who are more frequent up there. I say for myself, it's like an hour and a bit drive. So yeah. it's as if I'm just going to go, right, I'm going to pop out. I'll be there in five minutes. So it's more of a plan to go up there mm-hmm. and, um, and obviously try and hope that, you know, conditions are great and everything works out okay. So it was more of that challenge to go and like push yourself in a different environment and see what you can get from it. But like now that's kind of been taken away again we don't know what's going to happen going forward whether it's just going to be just the, the tree stump by itself or whether they'll do some sort of memorial or whatever it is like now looking ahead until that potentially changes like i'm not saying i'm speaking for all but I, i've got no potential now reason to head up that way yeah because as i mentioned just before we came on there's like a quarry just behind it where i know i've seen other photographers where they've had it like um I know the night sky with the Milky Way and stuff, and it looks like I thought, oh well, if I, if the conditions for the, the the trees, obviously not the best, you can always head around there. It's only just around the corner. But like that was more of a, a backup, feel safe option if I was going to go up there. But like now, it's I've got no now major real reason to head up there. Um, obviously potentially go and see it as it is now and see obviously the destruction of it, but. Now it's just obviously taking that away from us as like photographers, like you know, an iconic landmark. It would be like the same as if, say, if Pencher Monument was like knocked down or whatever reason. Like, yeah, you'd drive by, but would you still want to do the hike up the top and everything? You probably would just, as time would go on, you probably would not bother. Well, I don't know if that most people would, but that would certainly put the doubt in most people's minds now because things are oh, it's gone. Like, why go up there now? Which is a shame because it's going to kill like. You know, tourism and all sorts. People just won't be up there as much, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I mentioned, we, we as I said we lost a spot, and now you know you, you're seeing the the repercussions of that. Of well, you know, you're, you're saying that you there's places you don't mind going to, but you've kind of it's kind of lost that spot now because you could just literally walk past it, more gaps, spend about an hour there taking pictures, and then carry on to to where you mentioned to, and um. I really hope that something can be done about it, not just because of, as a photographer and have somewhere to go, but just for the businesses. Because you know, if you've tailored your business to the tourism, you've lost that now. Um, so hopefully, something something can get done. Because I just think it's it's just what really what really pisses me off about it all is just why. Like why why are, what what makes someone get up and think you know what I'm fucking sick of this tree light I'm gonna cut it down why why what are you not happy about like money coming into where you live? Are you not happy about who you are as a person? Or are you just bored? Like, fucking hell, honestly. Like, like when I was thinking about it today, like, at my lunch, I was just thinking, like, what's the fucking point? Like, what, what's the point? Like, I don't want to wake up. I don't wake up and go, I'm going to smash someone's car because I'm just bored. Like, you, like, I wouldn't go up and be like, oh, I'm going to kick some sand in someone's face because I'm, I'm I just, because I want to. It's funny. Like, I would never go to a shop and just brick a, a shop window because I'm bored or because I want to because it's funny. Like I just I don't have that that kind of 
DNA embedded into my body. Like, I just don't understand how someone can get up and go, I'm going to get a chainsaw and cut this fucking tree down because I'm fucking sick of it. I just don't understand. And it, what makes me angry is the person who did it, did it knowing that they would, what the, what the probably what the outcome was going to be. I can guarantee you the person that they arrested has, like, done it. And it was like, ah, it's kind of funny that, like, <laughs> and then they've seen all the Facebook crack. And then they've probably got messages to say what you've done. And he's like, oh, shit. Or they went, oh, shit, and dropped their arse. So that's, it, that's the yeah, most yeah. frustrating thing for me is not just because we've lost a spot, it's because someone's actually wanted and put themselves through it. That, that's the most frustrating thing for me about it all is because we've just we've lost an iconic bit of the Northeast. No question. Don't bother coming at us. Don't say you're wrong. You're talking shite. It's, a, it's just a tree. Find me another tree that sits in between two hills perfectly and can produce endless possibilities of photos and give people a reason to visit from all over the world to walk just not long across Hadrian's Wall, but just to see this one tree. Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? That, that's what's got me frustrated with it all, mate, honestly. Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> Like you say, when and I think when um, how I found out this morning, so I was just in work, and naturally you get a break, and um, one of the photographers, great photographer, some of his landscape stuff's incredible. Brian Isler, I think that's how you pronounce his yeah. name. Um, he's got a stall up at Timeout Market, and some of the like photos of obviously Sycamore Gap and other places. He's just like got this incredible eye for photos and shows off some iconic land landmarks up here and. He put a post up, and initially it was the photo he took, but then I'm, I just kind of, he said, just caught me eye, obviously, because his photos are that good. But then I saw, like, the um, the caption. Was, I haven't got it to hand with me, but it was along the lines, obviously, Sycamore Gap is no more or something. It was kind of like, you know, you're just scrolling, and you just stop, and you go, oh, no, what was that say? And you scroll back up, then I he had, like, a, like a two-post thing, so I swiped across, and I just saw, like, the photo of the tree, cut as you've seen going across all socials today and it was just one of those like no and I, I, I don't know why but i immediately thought hang on it's not april you know like <laughs> I, that was me just natural reaction thinking surely not and i went you know ai's come a long way but i went why would you post something like that which would cause uproar you know what i mean especially like now in september so all those things which going through my mind thinking well surely not he's not the type of guy who would do that so I came off and then I went on to Facebook, which I follow the um, Twice Brooding up that way. And um, there's the guy, Will, who's the um, astrophotographer up there, who does all like, the tours and everything. Straight away saw the news that they posted. So I knew it wasn't like um, obviously just a prank or anything far from it. But I saw like their posts. And as soon as the traction started to go, I thought, I, don't, I can't actually kind of believe this. So that's why I put the tweet up saying, like, um, like, you know, I, I'm sure it can't be right seeing obviously the, the photographs of the tree coming down. And then again, I think well, that's my side of it, just obviously pushed the word out, getting replies off of people saying like, you've got to be joking, like no way. And, and then it's just obviously like spiraled, like out today, obviously on like national worldwide news and everything because of um, how much it's rocked the area. It's, and I think the initial, um, what people were thinking as is it like a local farmer or landowner and all those like speculation behind it and then as words come out today you just say that's a 16 year old kid potentially then all of a sudden you go is it that generation thing like young tiktok 
freaking kids who just want to do everything for reaction now. They're not asked about the long-term damage. They just want likes and attention. And then are asked, like, who would upset? Because I know what you've just touched upon there, mate, is they've probably been laughing in a group chat going, oh, it's class this and all that. And then words got out, it's took off and thought, shit, one of them in that group of friends or something is going to grasp them in. Aye. Because they're just like, where were you last night? And they're like, oh, uh, no. And they're like, you were up there with whoever. And someone's obviously realised they've, you know, they've fucking done a massive mistake here. And, and it wouldn't have took long for someone to squeal and see the police like, ah, it was this person or whatever. Aye. Whether it's them or not, again, we've got to wait for the outcome. But um, I think we have to be like, careful with that, around this, like, about, you know, yeah. because it's very easy to speculate. And yeah. for, for for the pair of us, it's easy to be like, yeah, we know they would know that a sixteen year old's been arrested, but that's as probably as far as we would know. And I think we just have to be very, very, very careful in case things get taken out of hand. Do you know what I mean? Like we could both go wax about what's happened and what hasn't happened, but we just need to be very careful at the minute because at the minute, right now, at the time of recording, um, there's been one arrest, and that's all we know, really, isn't it? Like I'm just trying to make sure we're, we're both covered, mate. Just um Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean you can it's you've gotta be it's all legal and everything. And I say as a point of time that's all I know up to now. And I've kinda just kind of distanced myself from the whole day because obviously I've I've seen a lot of it and obviously a lot of it is right. sad. People share like their own like memories and you said before people propose up there, people have like scattered ashes. It's yeah. a, it's not just about oh it's a tree, you know, a lot of people who don't part of their life do whatever it, what we do with like not saying you have to be a photographer far from it, but like, a lot of people do go up there for like for those other reasons. And I think it's going to like really be a sore point across the northeast. And I suppose we've got to wait for the outcome, but it's it seems to have rocketed to its core. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's really sad. Yeah. No, I think it, it is. It is it is like a day of mourning. Or it'll be days of mourning for the northeast sort of like and until, you know, if anything comes further out from from an investigation or something gets put up in it in sort of like a, a memory um of the tree which people might listen to this and go it's a you fucking have a laugh it's a it's a tree and i've mentioned before it's more than a tree you meant you've given perfect examples there people have started their lives there like with proposals they've um scattered ashes around there you, you know there's videos out there where you can you can clearly see stone hearts and, and pebbles, like large pebbles out there that have had like been inked to say, you know, miss you, ma, miss you, dad, or miss you for this family relative. So it's more than just a tree. It's part of someone's life, as you mentioned, and it's just, it is really sad, but we, I just thought that, you know, the first part of this episode had to be just talking about the Sycamore Gap tree because it is, it's huge news for not just for in photography, but across the world. Um, but let's try and try and put the pin in, in the sadness for, for now and talk about a little bit, something if we can get a bit more upbeat. Um, about a week ago, a certain event happened, didn't it, Ross? Or two weeks ago, uh, where a certain Aurora decided to kick about and um, you were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> oh, honestly, my look is just like... Because... Now we're going into that busy season where you're going to potentially see it a lot more regularly. Obviously, the darker nights are coming, so you, it's going to be a lot more easier to plan and prepare to get to certain places rather than throughout the spring and summer, the 
sun not going down till nine, ten o'clock, it's a lot harder. I want to stay up till like one, two in the morning where you're right earlier that week on the Monday. Um, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was just, I think it must have been just like chilling with the missus and we were just like you know, hanging out and that. And as I'm heading home, not looking at any notifications or whatever to see it's kicking off, um, as I'm putting the key in my front door, um, here we go, I get a text off you saying like you're down, suit a lighthouse, and it's packed full of people and you're getting, you're sending us photos across. And I was just like, nearly falling to my knees, screaming. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, not again. I cannot be dealing with this. My luck with that is just, I think it's just like, whatever happens with that, I'm doing the polar opposite. And when I want to go, it just doesn't show. So, um, yeah, on the Monday, again, yourself, which obviously you, you would talk about this on the bucket list episode that you want yeah. to try and and you've um, you've managed to do it so yeah, right. back to you mate like what was the the feeling the, the experience down suit that night utter fucking panic I I was sitting at my table and um and my phone went off with the I've got the official Aurora app or if it's an official app I don't know but it's an Aurora app I've got and it pinged it said like high visibility now, I'm very skeptical with things like that because of where we are in the northeast. You know, if we want to go see somewhere where the roar is going to kick off, it has to be somewhere in Northumberland, basically. Like for us, like you and Sunderland, it's very, in Maine, South Shields, the, the light pollution is fucking crazy. Um, it's not great for night time photography, for, especially with, with, well, it is great for night photography and street photography, but not for to capture the northern lights. And a couple of weeks ago, I think I've seen people post like, when it happened um, a few weeks ago, a month ago, before the season ended, people were like, that was the best Aurora you're ever going to see. And I'm thinking, going, fucking hell, I was I was literally sitting in my chair when the app was going mental, and I couldn't be bothered to go out. So I thought, if it does it again, I'm out. So at this point, the, the, the app pinged once, and I thought, right, if it pings again, I'm fucking out of here. But I was eating my tea at the same time, on my dinner, depending on what people call it. Um... And I was going to crack open a bottle of red, right? I'm not kidding you with this. I was going to crack open a bottle of red thinking, you know, it's been a good Monday. I don't want to be drinking during the week, but I've had a good weekend. I've had a good day at work. I'm going to celebrate and treat myself. So I'm eating my tea and then my phone goes off again. I drop everything. <laughs> I'm literally, I drop everything. I pack every <laughs> single lens I've got in my little box. I pack my drone just in case because you just never know. Everything and anything that I had in possession involving a camera, I grabbed, got in the car, drove very safely. People might think, well, did you speed down? No, I didn't. I knew if I could get there just in time, I'd have a good hour, hour and a half with the Aurora before it, it, it comes and goes. Because I've only ever taken the picture of the Aurora once and it was utterly shit. And unfortunately, because of my camera lenses that I had then, I didn't really get the best snaps of the picture of the aurora so i thought i'm going to give it me all tonight so i get a suit of light well i say i get a suit of lighthouse i park up next to um the not the marson inn oh god the the grotto the grotto car park and suit of lighthouse there is a good what half a mile walk maybe so i'm thinking i've blind panic parked right i've thought the roadworks are still going on um adjacent to the the golf course and the lees so I thought, I don't want to beat, I don't want to miss, I don't want to get caught in the traffic. I want to park and I'll walk and I'll be fine. 
obviously I met a disgruntled couple in the car who were like, are you going to turn your lights off as I turned my car off? And I was like, and he went, oh, oh okay, sorry. I'm like, all right, mate, calm down, fucking hell. <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm literally power walking to the Shooter Lighthouse thinking, I've got to be one of the few there. I've got to be only a handful there. Just what you're saying, that, that, that power walk, it's the worst walk, isn't it, as a yeah. photographer? Aye, because <laughs> you've, like, you've got like a bag that weighs a ton of me, back's fucked to start <laughs> off with, right? So I've got, I've got like half a ton of shit in me bag, right? Then I've got this tripod, like, like hold me tripod, like trying to like, you know, use it, like trying to get the tripod like at an angle that I know I'm going to need it for. And then I stop about halfway in to try and take a picture of the course to say, like, what's the crack with it so far? And I can see a hint of green in this picture, and I thought, fuck. So I've had to literally pick up the pace. I'm not running because me back. Cut across the leagues and then cut through Suta Lighthouse. Like, you can get through access to the gates and stuff. Cut through Suta Lighthouse. And I'm not in kidding yet. My heart sank because there was just people everywhere on top of the mound where where it'd be a perfect spot. I could see cameras everywhere. Like, our force of photographers were, were definitely out. They'd definitely done the homework compared to what I did. So I get myself set up. I put my 70-200mm lens in, and I get a shit shot to start off with. Like, it's blurred. Uh, the, the, it's way too cropped into this lighthouse, and I thought, fucking hell, I'm knackered here. So I got a picture with me phone straight away just so I banked something. And luckily, I've got like a decent iPhone at the minute where you know it, it takes a, a good picture. Edited it and put it straight out on social media straight away. So I so I knew I banked the shot. But then, like I was standing there going, I don't want to stand behind people. Like I don't want to do it. Like no way am I standing behind people for this for like what would be a good. You could see it dancing. It was mental. And I thought, come on, Bricks, you've got you've got an initiative here. Use it. How? What? What can you see? What can you do? So I look behind us. Don't know why I look behind us there. Like I look behind us physically there, like in my window. I don't know why I did that. Like, Good storytelling. Yeah, what it is. I've, 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 I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. And I've gripped you. Um, so I'm looking around, thinking, God, there's got to be something I can use to as a, as a bit of leverage. So I take a couple of steps back, um, and at this point, people are starting to just trickle in, and they're getting in my way. And I wasn't getting angry because people want to, are there for the same reason as I or you would have been, or anyone else who was there would have been. They want to see it and they want to take pictures of it. Fine. So I was like, come on, you've got, to, you've got to find somewhere where there's a bit of leverage. And then I looked behind us and I was like, you fucking beauty. So I sort of hill. They must be building like a new calf or some new building next to the car park. So I, I, I walked towards it and there's a, there's a mound. So I got my camera on there and I took a couple of pictures. Um, and I looked beside us and I saw the bench. And I thought, nah, I could I? Nah, this is, that's too much. Nah, fuck it, I'm doing it. So I got my tripod on this bench, climbed up on the bench. Got me camera lenses out in order, so I knew which ones I wanted to use. And that's what I was for about an hour, just taking picture after picture after picture after picture. And the beauty about what what was amazing was not just the fact that it was visible through a camera, but it was more visible through the naked eye. And I've only ever, I've, when I went to see it for the first time in Howick, you could barely see it with your eyes. But with this one, you could see the pillars, you could see it dancing, and it was just, it was really, really, like, calming to see. But to get a picture of it, and to get different angles, well, not angles, but different, like, vocal, focal lengths, and 
different like perspectives and I, I was there for about an hour and a half maybe so I, I got there for about nine I didn't get there I didn't leave there until about ten half ten by the time I got home there was no way I was going to bed not a chance no way was I going to bed nah 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 nah, nah. you don't sleep on that because you know as a photographer, especially with sports, if you post a goal-winning photo or or the photo that you've taken from the game, you don't sit on it for 24 hours. Hell no, you get it on there as quickly as you physically can. And that's what I did. Like, I, I definitely sacrificed a good, like, hour and a half of me sleep pattern just to get at least some of these pictures edited and ready to post the next day. And that's what I did. I've never edited pictures of the Aurora before. I know that if you... If you put too much green, it looks very fake. And if you put too little green, it's like people like, would it even happen? But I was quite happy with what I took out. I think I got a nice nice wide shot with me phone and a nice close-up of the Asuka Lighthouse with it dancing in the background. And I got a nice another like wide angle with people there as well. Like I've noticed some some photographers, and I'm not gonna say who, have cropped out people and used they've clearly used the Photoshop AI to to, to cut out all the people, which I think's wrong. Um, but I can see why. But I think it's for me. It didn't sit right with me. It was like, well, no, everyone's there to enjoy it, so get the people in. I just, it doesn't bother me. Everyone was there for one reason I or think another. It's obviously down to personal taste, and whether you like I people don't... in photos, like wind people up because you think, oh, it would look so more aesthetically pleasing if if people weren't there. So I, I can see why you'd want to keep like, the rawness of like people enjoying the moment of like yeah coming together and that special feeling. But I could also see the other side of where you'd want to have like a the main focal point you don't want someone asking about with the dog standing there or whatever so i i, I get it it's, yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah depends yeah. on the personal taste really yeah oh god yeah i think but i i think i can see what you mean like i think it's some for some it looks quite nice it looks very as you mentioned aesthetically, aesthetically pleasing where it's like it looks quiet and it looks like the only, you're the only one that was there I captured it and i get that for me I, uh if i can if i can really avoid it i will but i just liked how it's it was Everyone was there to experience the same thing as what I did, but it was it was mental to like I I can see why it's quite easy for them to get like to, just to post it for clicks. It's an issue that we live in that you mentioned the 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 generation of like TikTok and Reels and everything's got to be generated by likes and stuff like that. But it was just nice to just share what I took and see what other people were taking. But then there was that, and then there was obviously rumors that. Um, it wasn't going to happen just one night. It was going to happen for another night, and that's when we actually did a little bit of a meetup, didn't we? We did, mate, because of the the fallout of the the Monday night. I was fuming because obviously I saw the the stats saying like obviously it kicked off around nine o'clock. I thought, fucking of all the times, that's ideal. It's not really late, but it's a perfect time to get there, get what's needed, and then back home for like an hours editing session or how long it takes, and you're still on the right side, time of the clock before you can had to work the next year so i was fuming that i missed out like i have done many a time so i thought i'll not be defeated and our skin looking at local pages and stuff saying oh there's a really good chance of it um kicking off again the next night so i thought oh well yeah but it looks like it's going to be quite clear down the course and stuff hopefully we'll get down and you're right we kind of just like you said you mentioned you were going to head back down there we thought oh we'll try the groin down south shields and um, yeah, we met up and hoped for the best, but like my luck, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried another option, didn't we? We um, cause just before you like I met up with you, uh, I got set up on the, uh, the beach side near the near the groin, 
and they say it was like it wasn't like total darkness far from it but i don't know what it is like i was set up like in position locked onto the groin and everything and just taking a few test shots and all of a sudden i just heard like this horror like 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 piercing noise coming towards us i'm thinking well it can't be like the sea because i'm nowhere near it really and um just behind his two dogs like running up towards like the the, the tripod I don't think I've shit myself as much. <laughs> it was just like I was not expecting it. Like I, I jumped to the point where I knocked the tripod, thinking I'm going to knock it over. Oh, God. <laughs> and I hear like this couple in the background, like, it's all right, they don't bite. I was like, I'm not so much worried about it if they bite. I've, I've literally just shit me kegs. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it at all. But then trying to like play it down, like, oh, it's all right. The sound, oh, yeah, don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heart rates through the roof. And then about five minutes later, I can see you in the distance, like walking along. I because we did we did that traditional like can you see me light can you see my light can you see my light yeah. I just like you just thought oh yeah yeah oh yeah I've got yeah yeah give us a wave can you see us can you see us like you see at the cinema light all the time people are like can you see us and they give you a wave and like you're trying to pick someone out of out of forty thousand people I I well we got there in the end but then we we, we tried well we stood there and we knew I think by the time we got there we kind of both knew that the aurora wasn't going to happen not just because of. The, the weather conditions, but also because of the, like, it was just the visibility was just, it wasn't going to be in our favor, was it? Because we had. Yeah. Like clouds started to like to uh, seep in and the wind was picking up a bit. So it was kind of like, right, it's clearly not happening while we're here. We might as well just make the most of it. And I would some, like, shots. Like you got some, you got a kind of little shot with the, the plain light trail that you posted on your grid. Have a look at it. If, if you're listening to this now, get, like have a listen. Not when you're driving, obviously. Don't stop and don't, don't go on your phone when you're driving. But if you're having a walk or you, you know, if you're walking the dog or you're having a bit mooch around in the house or whatnot, get, get on Instagram, have a look at Ross's picture. It's, it's, it, honestly, it's, it's a cracking little picture. Like, um, so kind of like a shooting star, though. Ah, uh, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Curving we, we got there and we thought, you know, when we got there, I thought, right, if I can, I had an idea of like, well, since I'm down here, let's try using the drone for, like, because I don't know if people are aware of it, but if anyone's seen, like, I've seen loads, and I think you have as well, mate, like, people using the drone to create, like, a halo around, like, cliffs and buildings, and I thought, I wanted to try that with, down at the groin now what i didn't take into account and as soon as i left the flat i knew for a fact it was going to be tricky because the wind was just up and then when we tried the first time i think my arse dropped a little bit like just because like I, I set it out and i couldn't see where it was properly the i put the i managed to figure out how to put the light on but i think i might need something a bit stronger or we just angle it correctly but also the visibility on my phone i just couldn't see anything like it, i think it has to be either i have to get a proper light for it or it has to be like just as the sun's about to just disappear and we both stood there and thought i this could work i this could work i this, this could be kind of good if we get it to work like it just didn't like we tried a couple of like me trying to get right over the groin lighthouse and just drop it and then just like slowly raise it up but the wind just i could feel I could just, well, I could feel that I could see the resistance that the drone was having. You could hear it as well, couldn't you? Like the, the, the propellers were just fighting it constantly. And then I pulled it back in, and then we both agreed, right, we'll go to the groin, we'll just go to the, we'll go onto the path towards the groin, and we'll just try something. And if not, then no worries. I'm pretty sure we're going to try it again at the point. Just the, the elements weren't in our favor. Um, and we'll try it again. And some like wifey just came out of nowhere and just started talking. <laughs> it's like, 
speaking. Like, I, was, yeah, was, I was totally confused. It was, um, it was, it was totally canny, but it was kind of like when I'm trying to watch your camera and tripod for obviously because the, the wind really just picked up from nowhere. So Hi. you're trying to keep an eye on your drone. I'm keeping an eye on your gear and mine while trying to hold a conversation. That's like, last thing it is when you're having a man a drone, like deal with a drone to begin with, never mind having a chat to someone getting distracted. So a lot of things were going on. And I think at that point where we were like deep in conversation, I just thought it's not going to work this with everything's kind of, oh, you want to get a photo? Well, here's all the issues you're going to have to deal with. And it just wasn't to be. So no. we're kind of come away with it. Like, obviously I yeah, disappointed, but not so much where we thought like, oh, nothing's come from it. It was more like, right, it hasn't happened tonight, but we've got, you know, there's there's potential here, not just at the groin, but now we've kind of thought, oh, we could potentially head out sometime now, going into the winter months, if we get a clear, nice night where it's not as windy or whatever, we'll just pick a spot where it's back down there or elsewhere and try this um, helo technique with the drone again and then just have a bit more fun with it with, like, the light paint and stuff just to, you know, get away from the business of, like the football side of things, just to kind of like be nice just to get back out and do like some of the stuff we were, we enjoyed from the off, really. So that's definitely something I want to uh, try again for sure. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned, get was it a Lumix cube? Yeah, like just while we're, obviously it's, rem, it's re, reminders, I'm, I'm trying to find like the, the brackets where it would be ideal for your, because um, what's your drone? Is it the Mavic or is it Mavic Air Pro 2. Mavic, right, let's have a look. So I've definitely seen where it connects to the body, then you can put the loom cubes in. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for after after the, um, <clears throat> after recording this, I man. I'll send it where I find because I see that gets... it, it could be worth it, you know. Like, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that like no one copies it now that we've got this out the air, like what we're trying to do. Like, an open... <laughs> like just... well, I open. I see, I, I bought one for the Mini 3, and I thought, oh, like when I saw the potential, I was like, oh, this is great. This I've told you about it before. Aye. And I, I climbed up pension, obviously excited to get up there, and he freaking died as usual, climbing at the top. <laughs> and they're thinking, right, like here we go, like it's dark at night, I want to like risk it and hope for the best. And, um, you know, and you've got all the hope, and then as soon as you press the shutter, and then you've got to right get fly the drone, do like a spiral thing or or whatever. Then once it's done, it's finished. It's a uh, like thirty second or whatever, and you look in the preview and you think, oh, this looks so shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I had potentials of like seeing all these other people across the world. Not so you're going to see the Milky Way or anything far from it, but all those shots you've seen that's inspired you, and then all of a sudden you're seeing. What essentially looks like someone holding the torch off the mobile phone, but in the sky. Mm. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just so downbeat from it. I thought, well, I'm not gonna like, you know, put an end to it. I'll, I'll like worry about that more when it, when the when the months come and we can always try that again. But now, obviously, seeing you have got the the bigger drone, which could handle more of a higher air weight load for the lights and stuff. Yeah. Giving us that, like, oh well, we could always revisit and see what happens from there. Right, well, that's hopefully what we're going to do at some point. With if we know if we can like look at getting like you mentioned the brackets, um, or if I can find, I definitely think we can get away with it. But I definitely think we have to time it properly. Like I don't think we can do it. Like I think we can do it if it's like um, if we had like street lights there, because there's the natural light, and to give us a bit of a ref, give a reference point for the actual drone. But I definitely think like if we're going to do it at the groin, it'll have to be as the sun is setting, like literally just as it's like, just on the cusp of getting dark, but there's enough light. Yeah. Um, 
you know what I mean? So if you can find the brackets for that, I mean, that's, that's something we could possibly document on a reel um, and put it on the how the Togcast Instagram page at some point. That could be something to, to, to do. But that's, that, that's one thing that we did. It was quite nice. Just like, I think the beauty about when me and Ross meet is like very rare do I get to meet someone who I can just click with quite quite quickly. So it was the from the first encounter I had with Ross, I kind of knew that like, there was something a bit about him. Um, and I knew I had to keep the like keep this guy like in my little circle because I knew that not only because he pushed me to do sports photography a bit more, but also it's because he's just like you know it's it's to have the podcast what I've got now. It's just nice to have a fellow photographer who's just like canny and just like likes to shoot the shit over a beer or even just like over a podcast. So that, that's a, that, that's one of the beauty things because like he got us out of the house first and foremost, which you know it's never a bad thing to get out of the house, even if it is a school night. But if you have a laugh about it as well. Like we had a, we definitely had a laugh about it. Just like deep down, there was a laugh, but I think the, there was panic and anxiety more than anything about when it come to shooting at the actual road leading up to or the path leading up to the groin. Because like you mentioned, you're trying to like be very social and kind to this 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 lovely young woman who was asking about like what we're doing, how we're doing it, whilst also holding your camera, whilst all holding my camera as I'm trying to you know not crash me drone basically. Um, so I was, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, it, it was a good night. It was a good little couple of hours to get out and just have a bit of crack on, like, even, like, after hours as well. But good yeah, God, no, we need I more planning. Say, like, like it, was a fail, it was a fail night far from it. It was like, yeah, you, you know, you, you got your hopes to think what you could potentially see. But I just say it as, like, you know, a couple of hours out and just have a bit of crack, like, like catch up in person. And then obviously just have a bit of, like, try and experiment with something. And obviously it didn't go, obviously, the way we planned, but... It definitely planted the seed for thinking, right, we know what we can work with next time. Let's try and make, like, next time we do plan to head out, we'll, you know, we'll say do it a lot better than we did, but hopefully if it's not as windy, if um, other things come into play, we can really make a good night of it and not have to feel like, oh, we're just out for a few minutes, have to head back. It's like, you can really plan this and make a proper night of it. So going into these, like, um, winter months, yeah, it's going to be cold and stuff, but I suppose if you're wrapped up and, you know, it's not going to be lashing down or windy or far from it, there's so much potential you can get doing night stuff. Now we're going to that uh, good season of it. So I'm well up for it, mate. I'm all happy to head back out because, as I say, it, it, just to get out, it's it's good enough, even more so um, during the week away from, like, the football stuff on a weekend if you've got those games. Yeah. Once these clocks go back, most you you're basically going to work when it's dark, and you're coming in when it's dark, and it's just like not good to having to deal with that for months on end. You need to be just like, you know, even going out just to go out to walk or whatever. And then I think the idea of doing more of this is like, you know, it spurs you on going into those months. Yeah, I definitely think so. We've got I it, it I think we've got we're, we're soon gonna have we're gonna have to take advantage. Not just, I think everyone listening to this who does photography, like you all know that now we're at this, this crossing of where the golden hour is getting sooner and sooner and sooner where it crosses in within our working hours. I mean, if you're, if you're a freelancer, you're, you're laughing basically because you can get double the hit. But for like, you know, like for me, for you, for people who have like a full-time job, you know, that, that clock is ticking to get that golden hour shot unless it's a weekend. Um, but nine times out of ten, as we both know, Ross, with both of our look, the best ones seem to happen when we're busy. Um, I so <laughs> like, <laughs> story of my life. I fucking honestly, like, um, 
So I, it, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. You know, you know when there's when I don't have about a thousand games coming at us once because non-league. It's very, very like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and if I'm not, if I'm not there on a Saturday, I'm covering it on Twitter, so I've got to be in the house. But it's not something that's from getting it on a Saturday. But Tuesdays are definitely a write-off. Um, but I, it, 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 well, well, I'm pretty sure I'll figure something out. And when the clocks do go back, do they go back? They do, don't they? Yeah, it falls back. Yeah, it falls back. Um, then it just means there's more ample opportunities to re to revisit what we did. I think the last time we did another meetup was was when we went, when we went to Sunderland and just shot the shit around there. And maybe even get some more people around. You know, if people are in and around, maybe get some couple of people who are listening to. Not so much a meetup because I don't, you know, I I don't feel we're there just yet. But like, you know, if you know one or two people want to come along and just like have a bit of a chinwag and take some pictures of the of Newcastle, of Sunderland, or um, the coast, or just you know, just something in general. You know, I'm pretty sure we can arrange that if people want to do it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been like want to see know that type of stuff because i'm just kind of like happy just to go with like the flow I've, I've seen many of like workshops put together and stuff and um i've never been that type of person where i like, will oh, plan this and we'll we'll do all that and do like a full-on workshop i've more like kind of just happy to like not so much run and gun but like you know just go with the flow saying like we're gonna yeah. like, like head here if people want to come along potentially more the merrier we're going to be doing this and just kind of just like just having some fun with it really rather than thinking right we're going to do this and get like you know like wire wool and all that type of stuff which it can be obviously done but like i've just rather more run and gun and say right be here for seven o'clock we're doing we're going to learn about this and i know there's other people who do all the workshops more prepared than that but for me i'm just more like happy just to say right we're going to go around this part of wherever and just you know have the crack have a laugh and stuff and then just see what we can get with Rick. Because when we did that around Sullen, we had a canny night just, just mooching about, didn't we? Ah, we did. Uh, like, we've got some canny pictures, and I feel that um, I feel I've got like a bit more um, confidence under my belt when it comes to taking pictures like that. Which, you know, when I, when I did the pictures, I always knew what, like, with the light trails I'm quite comfortable with, but like, it was just, you know, stuff uh, where I wasn't really confident. That's when I was probably in the. The depth of depression, like just where well, I just wasn't confident as a person in general. I mean, I still had a laugh when we're trying to get the picture of the was it the we're trying to get some light trails at the, the traffic lights and we stood there like absolute lemons and just yeah, like um, just... stood there for absolute ages, like oh, just two absolute wallies and bus drivers in cars looking at us going, What the fuck are these two doing? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I just remember you kicking off because you were like, For fuck's sake, man, like, and every time a bus would go past, you weren't ready. Like, okay, <laughs> I still remember that. I think that's like the, the fun side of you because you laugh and you get frustrated. You're like, oh, here, man. But then, them's the nights you remember more because there's always that story on it where you think, you know, if it, everything went perfect every time, then yeah, you would love that. But there's, I think you've got to learn and grow by things not going as what you planned, how you can adapt and what can you take away from them. Like, I'm still learning on a week to week basis. I mean, we said earlier that we've got other stuff to cover on our next episode what have what happened to me recently and i just say like you like yeah it's not the best at the time but you can learn from it and you, you will always remember right this happened before try not to make the same mistake again right and that uh, stands you in good stead 
I definitely think so. I I think it, everything's a learning curve, but I think if you can have a laugh at the doing it at the same time, it's half the battle. Especially if you're with like your mates or if you're with a group of photographers who can totally understand. Like if you're with like say a partner or you know mates who just don't quite get it, and you're like going off for fuck's sake, and they're like what 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 what, and like and you're trying to have a laugh with it, but then they, they, they don't get quite the, the like how funny it could be. I think it's it's half the battle when you're with someone who knows what exactly what you're going to think. I was I still remember just standing there going like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> just like you said, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been many times where I've been out with with the missus and of like it just hasn't went well, and I'm getting like really frustrated and then just sitting there like, "What's the issue?" I just calm down. Like I'm like, "You, you just don't understand." <laughs> and then I feel like having a real inks. I feel like no, I, I, can't, I shouldn't be like. I feel like I'm not too much take out on her, but I'm just like. You know, like, trying to explode with like anger. Aye. <laughs> then, uh, but I think like, see, there's been like when you're really in and you think I've only like stuff. It's obviously not happening. I'm like, just chalking off, and then you know it'll always happen another night. Where I think when we've been out together, like I think you do appreciate where if something doesn't go out for a minute, like doing the photos, rather than be like oh, and seeing the frustration, you've got to just kind of like laugh through it because. You know, like you say, when we were down the groin, yeah, everything didn't go the way we planned, but we still had a crack at night. And I think you'll always remember those nights more rather than coming away from it both angry and frustrated and everything because it just it just doesn't do anything for your mood because you start thinking, I don't want to go back out anymore. Yeah. Where that, the other night, yeah, it didn't go as planned, but I'm already like excited, looking forward to going out over the next few months again just to see what we can um, like come up with. Yeah, we're in that season now where it's it's going to be predominantly nighttime street photography kind of stuff. So, I think for me, I don't know. Excuse me, that was that was that was disgusting. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like it caused by a surprise. Um, I think for me, for street photography, if it's rained like prior to going out, that adds to it. Um, if it's full of neon lights, like full-on bright in your face kind of stuff like london kind of s kind of vibes newcastle's all right for that um it's not great but it's okay for that i mean we're not really blessed with like many places like that where we're going to simply drive to and it'd be like full of neon uh, but i'd imagine as you know as we get closer to that the, the c word it ends in it begins with c and it ends in mass you know where the lights will start to go up um we can get take advantage a bit more of that and yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I love autumn. So we've already talked about this, how we both yes. love autumn. Um, listen to the the podcast. Um, about that. I, I don't know which episode it is. is it eight, episode eight, episode nine. I think it's the change of the season. Yeah, like, if you look, sort of leap or something. <laughs> I tell you what, listen to them all, <laughs> right from the first, and then when you catch up with the autumnal one, you know what we're talking about. But then, like the street photography stuff is something I'm, I'm dead keen to get back into. Again, Sunderland was was quite good for for the night stuff, I think. Um, so that's that's something we could probably be, could probably address, can't we? Like you know, as we mentioned, we'll, we'll we'll probably end up doing some kind of reel or photo or selfie of some kind. But um, I we'll sort something out, won't we? Yeah, what it was saying, I mean, I think like me light tubes are just like being staring at us for ages. It's like when are we going back out? <laughs> <laughs> Dead of, they've got no battery life in them, so obviously you've got to charge them. But mm. like, like in the summer months, you don't really get as much use unless you're being trying to be creative or something. But like the winter months are perfect because no sooner as you think you finish work, it's already dark by five. Aye. you've got like hours of just like messing about with them and see what you can come up with. And so, 
yeah, we've got a blank canvas going into the next few months to see what we can put together and mm. um, just to stay away from the, the business of all the football. We'll just yeah. have to get some uh, organised and stick with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up last minute to cancel. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but away from the street stuff, uh, something that I never thought I'd ever be doing. Um, I hate how I hate how it's come across. How I'm talking about myself. Fucking hell. Sorry, guys. But I, I, I definitely thought I'd address something I've got in the notes is like trying to take a picture of an Airbnb. So <laughs> I got approached to take a picture of an Airbnb and the, the hosts are absolutely wonderful. They were welcoming. They were very easy to approach with ideas. And at the end of the session, um, I got chocolate and mince pies. So uh, <laughs> that wasn't the payment, by the way. It was a deposit. <laughs> but... I thought I, I put it in the notes because I think um, we're very, we've mentioned how we've taken pictures of like weddings and I mean, I, I did a, an event a couple of weeks ago for a memorial, a memorial gig, like a very, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, secluded, not secluded, very in, intimate um, memorial gig and you've done weddings and we've talked about stuff like that, but I thought taking a picture of a Airbnb would be a bit of a like a curveball to talk about and try and share some experiences. So, um, are you happy for to go on with this kind of topic, Ross? <laughs> so, for case no, that doesn't yeah, sound boring. <laughs> so, like, how how did this all like come about? Was it just like a private message in the DMs, or was it like a friend of family? Did they just say we're looking to get like some new shots for the B and B? Like, how did it come about? So, the that wasn't this isn't staged by the way I generally didn't want to I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it or not I put it in the notes and I, that wasn't like me trying to tee up Ross like it's not staged first and foremost right <laughs> in case people are going fucking stages fucking clickbait <laughs> fuck off um, so I, when I worked at a baby company um, at Newbie I, I got to know um, a lot of good people there and one of those good people who worked downstairs um, who made the like we, we had a little, little canteen and she was wonderful to speak to as a human but also she was very supportive of my photography so she messaged me to say oh look I've got a friend who's got an Airbnb and she's desperate for some new pictures um, I mentioned you would it be something you're interested in and I was like absolutely give her me page and me number and I'll happily liaise. Now, I've got a really bad habit at the minute of not checking my DMs, my photography page, and there's been a couple of instances where I've missed potential gigs. I'm really sorry, <laughs> right? I'm really sorry. I should, there, I should really put some notifications on there. But anyways, I, I think it was a couple of days out, and I you know, I apologize, I'm very sorry, I, I'm not great at checking my messages on here. Um, is this something you still want? And like, yes, absolutely. And then we got talking. Um, and originally, it was supposed to happen on the day of the Great North Run, right? And this is when I was going through the day where I was like, me back snackered. I can't be arsed. I want nothing to do with the Great North Run. Um, I want to be out and away. And being up in Amble was absolutely perfect. The plan was to go up there first thing. Get out, get there just before the, the guest checks out and after they've cleaned and then do the pictures and then go and explore Amble. Obviously, COVID didn't didn't see it that way. So not only did I have a knackered back, but also I was riddled with COVID. Um, <laughs> and funny enough, I tested negative on the day I was supposed to go. But the day before, I thought I'd be a bit professional. I tried, I tried to ride it out as best I can. And I thought, 
surely by Saturday I'll be fine. But I wasn't. So I text the client, your favourite word, um, and it's said... Every episode now, doesn't it? Uh, it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I text, I text the client and said, look, I've tried to have the fight off COVID as much as I can. I'm messaging you right now to say, I don't know if I'll be there on Sunday because I don't want to come up and hide the fact that I may have COVID. Um, so is it okay if we can reschedule? Even if I test negative, I think it'd be better because I, I think I'd need a couple of weeks or a week just to recover. And bless her, she was wonderful. She said, yes, it was very professional the way you approached. She wouldn't have thought it would be clever if I showed up there with COVID. So she was just very thankful that I approached her the day before and she understood and she was like happy to accommodate. Um, and yeah, we, we, we arranged it for the for last weekend and I've never really beaten that amble before. I've driven past it, but not into it. Um, found the house okay. It was pissing down with rain naturally, but I figured it's fine. And I just took some nice pictures. Like it, 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 I think what I learned from that experience was that you can't really like glamour the, the photos up because if you glamour it too much, then you're hiding what the house or the Airbnb looks like so if you're like if i put sort of black and white in like massive like rural tones and cool and warm tones on it it just doesn't it doesn't sit right so i i kind of had a walk around the house to see what kind of vibe it got and i definitely got like a retro like 80s early 90s kind of vibe so i figured when i edit it can i like apply some kind of like 80s 90s tone that doesn't take away too much of the the what you see and doesn't take too much away of what it looks like and i've managed to do that so for anyone that gets offered like um you know if like if they want to take pictures of, like, i'm pretty sure there'll be de- there'll definitely be like property and estate agents that are looking for and now they've got phones that have got wide angle lenses now. Like, but if they want professional ones done, I'll definitely start approaching the estate agents. I think they might be a bit f- funny with money, but if you press, I think that the wood pay. Um, That's the thing, you've, with that as well, you, you can obviously, fortunately, the day you went up there, you said it was pissing down. But like, what you can also throw in the mix is drone too. Yeah. Because um, the, the missus, she's always like, especially this time of the year, coming up to autumn months and the Christmas market, she's always on me kiosk going, um, Cause she'll, she'll book like an overnight stay near York or wherever, so we can get like a, like a cheap Airbnb or whether it's a hotel or whatever. And, I, and I'm always like looking on Airbnb or booking.com or whatever. And then like, I think if you come across a place, like if you find a little place you can stay over, the photos do me because naturally it's appealing. You think, oh, this looks canny, this like you get this, that, and the other with it. And yeah, get a book because it's you know, it's a good price bracket where there's some places where they just take photos on the phones. And you just scroll by because it's like this guy hasn't got the same appeal. Where I think with the more professional photos, like it can really make a business stand out. It's been the argument for ages why people just think, oh, you're pissing about with your freaking phone. Get someone in who's got a bit of nose, you know, like who can, you know, give it a go. Not say it's me far from it because it's not my thing. But I think if you've, you know, if you've got an eye for stuff for doing property and like that with the drone or whatever, you, you can make quite a bit off it if they're willing to like pull out because at the end of the day, it's going to make their business grow, whether it's got a few hotels or a few houses, you know? Yeah. It's a great thing. It is. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm not like, I, I'm not going to press to do stuff like that, but I mean, I'm not going to say no of someone who owns a, a, a property in, say, in the middle of the sticks who, 
who wants, you know, pictures professionally done and wants some drone footage from the outside. I mean, with Amble, it, it was it was kind of like on the street um, in Amble. So, you know, getting the drone out there would be quite good, but you wouldn't really see the benefit of, of having the drone. But then again, what you said, like it, it's open doors for people who may have like rural cottages or lodges where they want a drone footage. So it's definitely opened the doors to that. But what I, re- I it was just trying to make sure I got... For me, when I went in there, the first question I asked was, "What's what's this, what's your seller? Like, what what's what's the what's the one part of your of the A and B and B that you know when people look on it, they'll be like, "Ooh, that's quite nice. I want to try that out." And she was like, "The bathroom and the bedroom." So she, it, when you go in, like, there's a bedroom. It's very, it's retro, but it's quite dark. Like the walls are quite dark. So um. I had to be really careful with how I how I approached it because I, I took me flash and I'll come on to a flash story later on if I get like, if I get time. Um, I, I think we mentioned it in the podcast beforehand, but um, the the room was quite dark, so I had to be really careful with like how I, I approach in terms of lighting. If I put if I put too much ISO on, it's going to be grainy. Um, if I put did you do too any bracketing or did you just do single? No, shots? just single shots. Um, with Bracken, I only ever use it on landscape. Um, and I haven't really used Bracken for a long time. But I figured I've got my tripod, I set it on a timer, I'll make sure everything's in focus and I can almost use the denoiser in Lightroom, the, the tool that they've updated now where it can make things a bit more easier for you. Um, when it comes to darker pictures, so that was a bit of a godsend with the darker pictures. For the lighter pictures, I knew what I was doing. I kind of saw it, she identified the room with like a little setup, and it was quite quaint. And there was like a, a like a, a like a bronze bathtub in the bedroom, um, which was quite quirky and quite cool. So I made sure I got a picture of that to tidy it up. And then she was like, "I need you to get a picture of this bedroom, which was the other bedroom, and I need it shown as a single and shown as a double." So I was like, "Right." So I think those pictures I got there were the best ones. And she had a couple of neon signs, um, which. I think during the day was hard to take, but I, th- I've, I think I've made it work. But overall, like it was really nice just to, to you know stand and chat to someone and you know who was quite easy to talk to. I think when you have a a client who's you know quite easy to talk to, it's half the battle really. Like if it settles you like straight away. For me, I don't know about you, like yeah, as I said, like obviously a different experience, something new. Because again, having this camera can just open so many different opportunities, like. Do you just stick to one particular genre, or do you would you go on the basis of I'll give it a go and and then at least you kind of setting the expectation out to this you know client, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let them know like this is not your day to day niche thing that you 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 know you're excelling at. You just say look, I'm happy to give it a go, and then hopefully it'll work out what you're looking for fits fits the brief really. And then I suppose you, sometimes these things you come away from it go on, ah, oh, well, I enjoy it, but it was okay. It's when I'm like, if it comes up, I might put myself off. I'm not going to be like racing out now and think I've, I've cracked what I want to do going forward. Or you can come away from it and think, oh, it wasn't for me. I just did it. At least I know if I get approached next time, I'll probably just recommend other people. So as you said, is this going to be more for you where you go, if it comes up again, I'll just approach and just see what uh, where the place is and what's required or you're gonna you're gonna like say no going forward for it or I don't know like um 
You mentioned how it, how it opens doors. I'm really, I, I don't want to spread myself out too thin, if that makes sense. Um, I think, I think, I, yeah, I think if I spread me, I, I think if I try and do those kind of things, then if there's room for it, I'll do it. But for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get back out there with the landscape stuff. Again, I'm starting to enjoy that kind of stuff. I'm starting to post on me Instagram a bit more, which, you know, I've neglected. You'll see that the time differences, like between the Great North Run stuff and when I last posted, it's just very on, off, on, off, and very sporadic. So I don't know. I, I'm enjoying the sports stuff still. And um, maybe, I don't know, maybe if, if there's room there. I don't know. Well, you can see it's just like you see if another one comes up. Yeah, you'll probably not need the time if it's like a, a great venue or, you know, just push yourself to see what can come from it. And if, if you get anything out of it, whether it's mince pies or anything else. Oh, oh God, honestly, you know. the mince pies were divine. Like, I need to, I need to give her a text back. Like, I, I text her saying that the the chocolates were just unbelievable. Like, there was, is it is it Linden's chocolates? Yeah. Wait, like the little the little bo- Oh my god, mate! They didn't, I didn't even get off Amble before they were all gone. Like I had five, and they were all gone by the time I got to Amble. Like honestly, it was ridiculous. Like so from from um, her point of view, she I'm guessing she's received all images and just what's her what's No, her not yet. Um, I sent a couple of test images to just to make sure I'm on the right lines. So it wasn't a case of just taking the pictures and then leaving leaving her out high and dry until I've finished editing them. I've, I've edited the bulk of them. Um, but I'll I'll not send anything over until I've got them all done, and I've pretty much got ninety five percent of them done. It's just time at the minute. I haven't had a chance to sit behind me Mac and just finish them off. But I've, you know, if she liked the pictures that I sent, and there was only two or three that I sent, I think I've got about fourteen or fifteen ready for her. So it's down to 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 the client to to pick and choose which ones that she likes, and I'm not. I'm not going to be offended if she doesn't use them all because everyone's quite particular what they like. And, you know, when you've done, like, wedding videos and when you've done wedding pictures or just pictures in general, you'll know, like, from sports, you'll think you've taken a good picture. You'll look at it and go, ah, it's a bit shit, that, and you'll can it. And same with people who you take pictures for, like, for weddings. I know for a fact that you'll, you'll send, like, an agreed amount because I think, you know, in weddings, that's what you agree to. You agree to a certain amount of, of photos. You don't just go, I'll take as many and edit as many as you possibly can because in the day, it's not going to, it's not going to equal to what you've been paid. Um, sometimes you'll get some requests back saying, actually, did you get any pictures of this person or this thing? And if you didn't, then it's not your fault. Like, they didn't, they didn't tell you beforehand. And nine times out of 10, the client's quite happy with what you've taken. Um, I've only ever seen like a couple where they're like, "Oh, I don't like any of these pictures. The tones aren't right. The, 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 the focus is off, and I don't like what you've done with this picture." And for me, that's the kind of people who just want want a a, a lot of pictures done for now, and they're just trying to squirm out of it. For me, yeah. um, because when I've seen instances where you know, and thankfully it's, it hasn't happened to anyone that I've been in and around. But when you see examples on, like, I'm on a couple of pages where they'll, they'll have examples of, like, I've just got this email, I've got this text off a, off a client, and they're just not happy with any of my pictures. And my first instance is, like, my first go-to is I'll go look at this person's profile. Then I'll go back to the, the message, and I'll be like, 
has this client knownly known how your style is and now they're rebuffing your style like what annoys me is that some clients can be like that where as i've mentioned 99.9 percent .9 of the clients that i've worked with have well, not 100% of them have been fantastic. I've not come across anyone that's been like ridiculously arsy. Like some have come back and went, have you got this in this kind of color? Have you got this person um, in this picture? Which I have. But I know for a fact there's going to be a time where if I do a wedding, um, and hopefully it never happens, but it's going to happen. And I'm anticipating it. Where someone will come back and be like, oh, I don't like the I don't like the color you've used here. And I say, well, have you not even... you've I've sent you test images of what me what what my style is. Like you've known for a while this is my style. So what are you on about? Kind of thing. And I know for a fact now the more the more like when people do this, it's because they just want to get out of the contract and they just want to have they'll they'll take the hit on the deposit, which could be like 80, 90, 100 quid, and not pay like the grand, two grand, whatever it is to some of these clients now. For me, this is where I'd be quite interesting to get one of your mates on for the, the podcast, just to just to just just pick his brains with stuff like this. Because I, I do wonder with you know with people like that who who go on, have they had something like that? So I don't know if that's what, what we can do in you know the, in the next couple of episodes where we can, you know, really pick the pick the brain of one of your wedding photographer mates. I think was it was it uh, who was it? Is it either either He's Michael, yeah. I mean yeah. there's a, not just like him as well. I think we've said we're gonna try and get a few of their other photographers on whether the local or across the country doing, mm. doing the sport or the genres just to kind of mix up the sea like share their experiences because i mean we can talk about what we've done but there's people who've been doing this for like 10 plus years who've probably got a wealth of more different scenarios and knowledge and everything all circumstances they've came across where they've had to come, be challenged and had to learn from it like it's been a really bad experience or whether it's turned into a positive thing um but yeah, I think with like you see, going back to like the house and stuff, if you send fifteen fours, it's probably the a kind of um, number really. Because when you say when you're looking at like whether it's like Airbnb or whatever, that's probably like the sweet spot of like photos you want to be looking at anyway. Yeah, like, you don't want to be going into like thirty plus unless you're going like you know if it's abroad for a hotel and you want to get all the different images. But for like a little um, more local Airbnb, like. Unless it's like a really massive mansion or something, I think that's kind of like a sweet spot of images to go. Oh well, I want to stay here because it looks, you know, it looks the part. Yeah, so no, I agree. No, I agree. Part. I think when I when I was going back, I think I took about, um, I think I took about fifty images. So knowing that I've got about, as you mentioned, like a, a nice even number for those, for those images, I think that's going to be in a nice little sweet spot for for the client. So both happy. Um, hopefully, when the pictures go to her, she'll be ha more than happy with them. And I'm, I'm, you know, if, if there's adjustments to be made, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like spit me dummy out and be like, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that for you. I'll accommodate as best I can. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an experience. Like it, it was something that you know, I, I, I think I'm not as nervous as what I used to be, or um not as confident as what I used to be when it comes to something new. So I'm quite happy to try and give that a go. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then at least I know I've tried. But um, if it opens the door to more, then great. I'll, I'll give it another bloody good go. Um, That's all you can do, really. I mean, if you if you listen to this and you've got a couple of properties that you you want pictures of, uh, I'll take a down payment of Lindell Chocolate. Um <laughs> 
not the for mince pies it has to be like the 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 homemade ones which look like a scone but they've got a mince pie topping inside that that's a winner um traditional mince pies will be accepted but the terms and conditions apply <laughs> <laughs> but i mean as i say as long as you've come away with it with like something new that you've learned and something away from the norm of the business of all like the sports stuff that we're doing so it, it's good to kind of like come across these new challenges and like just see whether it could open like a, you know something else you could put yourself forward for or whether you come away and think ah it was okay but um it was a long day i, I got what was needed but i'm not going to go down that route mm. so it's, it's it's always worth pursuing and then you know you learn from the experience from it and then just see where you can go because again you could probably I bet there's been loads of people that have been in that situation and think, oh, can I be chill with this yeah. type of thing? And they go and do it and they think, hold on, something's clicked here. And then they put through, they start pushing themselves out and they're getting more geeks from it. And then all of a sudden they're doing like hotels up and down the country and they're getting the work shared out and they eventually could be start going abroad. And, you know, it's 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 probably big money to be out there because, you know, these hotels or whatever, the, the need for images to showcase what they've got. Yeah, people are not going to go on the stay there. Well, so that's the thing. Like, if if it means I can get like a, a look in about you know with a couple of like Airbnbs, and I'll happy I'll happily do it. Like, I'll not turn my nose down to it. Like, I'll turn my nose up to it rather. I'm not like I'm not shirk from it. Like, if you know, it's 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 helping someone out. It's helping someone's business. It's almost like a full circle because for me, like, you know, the business has reached out for me. I've helped them the business and the business pays me. And it's like, well, we're all hand in hand together, like promoting each other's stuff. And they can use that kind of stuff forever, basically. Or they can get so many, so many months or years out of the content and then they'll go, well, we've had a bit of a refresh. Can you come do some more? And, you know, it, it could be like a retainer, it could be like a retainer kind of thing. Yeah. Well, at least um, she comes away quite happy. You never know if she... Whether she's got other properties or she can then pass on to, you tend to find people who've got like this thing going on. The know like you know the friends with other people who've got like the same kind of um, like genre. Really, they've got other properties. The friends may have one. They might say, "Oh, um, Michael, I've done such a good job for here. I'll pass the word on. We're needing some new photos." And again, like, and it just it just opens that like kind of repetitive like, business coming in like to get some stuff done. So. Um, hopefully, it leads to more things if you've enjoyed coming coming from it. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously, yeah. Um, I, I, if it, like I mentioned, if it, if it if it rolls out to get a more couple more clients, then great. Um, but I'll, I, you know, if it doesn't work out, then that's fine. I, I know I've tried something new. I've tried, and you know, if if the client's happy, then that's a that's a bigger bonus for me. So that, that for me, that's that's a win win if you ask me. Yeah, mate, well, that's a great way to pretty much end today's episode on a bit of a happy note. Obviously, we started off with uh, horrible news, what happened to Sycamore Gap. We've discussed the trials and tribulations of obviously, the success <laughs> you've had with the Aurora and the, the same ongoing carry-on that I'm having with it. And obviously, to finish off nicely, saying you've um, tried something different and it's, it's obviously kind of gone the way you, you hoped and hopefully she gets the images up and at least then you can see the outcome of it when you go onto the app and look for this place at least you'll always know like oh people are going there then you can check back in with her at a later date to see how's have you got my more, many more bookings off the back of it and mm-hmm. you know it's just um you just never know with this uh gig you just there's just so many different topics and opportunities that can come from it it's all good but yeah um, but yeah well um 
we'll, we'll leave it at that and to say we'll next time we'll come on we'll discuss uh they say never ending things because within a, usually within a week there's always something happens mm. i didn't expect a day that news was going to come about but um he's hoping for better stuff going into uh, next week well yeah yeah hopefully that next week maybe next episode we're, we're going to shine a bit of light towards the the downside of working for for going to a rival club stadium so that's something to tease for next week <laughs> <laughs> oh god what a freaking week that was uh, but yeah, I'll just uh, to kind of finish off me. I mean, have we got anything planned for this weekend going into next week? Or well, it's it's FA Cup weekend for Morpeth, so I this is quite chuckle. a big one. Um, we're going to Whitby on Saturday, so if you're in and around, and if this goes out before Whitby, um, get yourself along. If not, be sure to check out the alternative view on on um. On the old uh, YouTube for for well, I forgot I was going to say that to be fair. I like, noticed the FA um like they've reposted your uh, highlights in there. I did. I I got a little. Kind of like, I was alright. That like. <laughs> <laughs> nice I so um, I right uh the the nickname I'm getting caught at the minute is Mister Right Place at the right time. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm like. Uh, I mean, it's my job to get the goals like, but I always seem to be a decent angle for these for these goals. Um, but that was a nice little feature. But that that's that's the plan for the weekend is to get the Whitby um, nice and early, try and get some nice shots of not just um, video work but also photography work. So that that's me. That's me. That's me for the weekend. But tomorrow I'm off and it's a Ryder Cup, so I'm I'm and I, I'm well oh, overdue an early night. I'm well overdue a day off because I'm knackered again. Um, so I'm just gonna just have another glass of red after this. I've got the chicken ready. <laughs> that ping. Far too sophisticated for me. Like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is my Friday pal, so I'm totally going all out with this. Like, so. Well, I'm um... getting a bag of cans. All the red chickens just come out the oven. I'm like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a fancy bit of red, mate? <laughs> That's me plans. What about you? Oh, mate, if that's what makes you, like, you know, chill evenings and, you know, in your happy place, nothing wrong with that, mate. Just whatever they say keeps you going. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a wine drinker myself. Me, um, me missus loves it. I, well, I, I always have a bad experience with it. Um, oh, I can't <laughs> have, I can't have, like, any more than two glasses, I think. Any more than two glasses and then I'm ill the next day, like. Yeah, it's it's one of those where, like, after I've had a few drinks of just, like, beer or whatever, it's like, oh, well, wine, why not? When <laughs> recently, that when we won five nil, like I wouldn't probably go to the bar or anything, just get a glass of red or white or whatever. But they would, um, as we're having our meal, they'll come around. Do you, want, do you want red or white? I'm like, well, if it's free, well, I leave the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but but regret it the next day. <laughs> so uh, that's my experience with it. But I say if, you, if that's what you're, um, well, yeah, just, I'll do, mate, just well, enjoy it. That kind of it. Oh yeah, mate, just wine not. What? Yeah, oh God! <laughs> You've been waiting all week to say I've that. I've been waiting. As soon as you said, "Why not?" I was like, "Why not?" But what about you? What are you doing, mate? Like, what, what's the crack for you this weekend? Uh, tomorrow, obviously, we're playing. There was the game that was moved. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Are we? I'm not going down to it. Um, I did think on the schedule earlier in the month before it was moved to want to kind of cast now because obviously it's not so much local, but it's in obviously Yorkshire. So I thought, could I? 
put myself to do it in a away game. But then once the game was moved to a Friday, I just thought, oh, trying to get time off and get down there would be just too much, especially for a ground I've never been to. And trying to get your bearings, it's just bad enough going to a stadium in general locally where you don't know. So, um, which I'll touch upon that on the next episode. But yeah. uh, they're doing their, not so much a beam back, but they've advertised at the stadium light where you can go in Quinny's Bar to watch it there. Um, so I'm going to take my son tomorrow night. Um, obviously, by the time this comes out, it'll obviously pass, but that's the plan to go to the stadium to watch it there live um, amongst obviously other Sunderland fans who haven't gone down. And then after that, really, mate, it's just a, a pretty much a lazy weekend. Um, got nothing planned really until um, next week when the games come up. I've put myself forward for a number of games for the month of October. It's just a case of when you get the green tick and say, right, you're going to be, you've had this game approved. So, um, football tomorrow night and then just a pretty much a lazy chilled weekend which I'm actually looking forward to yeah sounds good for the pair of us really like nice little sort of relaxed kind of weekend almost hopefully um, I get to celebrate a bit more on the Saturday afternoon maybe who knows um, I just love a good competition run me like when Mortworth get involved with a cup run I bloody love it I mean it. that's class the fact that obviously Whitby's a, a place where I've only been the once and it was just like manic like but there's a great place for landscape stuff down there uh, but I imagine obviously if you're going down you know for Morpeth it's still with well, your class it's like a local derby-ish in a way it's still kind of clusters up, up here but I suppose there's more magic of the cup as well because you want to be obviously beating anyone but I think it's closer to home you still want to get one on your opponents like oh, so I think be, uh, if you get the win and I, think, I imagine the, the bus coming back would be a uh, Good atmosphere to be on. It probably will be, but I'll be driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sacrificing the, the bus for the, the drive. Like I figured. <laughs> I mean, I could try put a camera in there and see what happens. Like, but I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully, when it comes to like ten to five, five to five, um, that's when you know will either be in the cup or one step closer from getting to the first proper round. Like I mentioned at the very first episode that 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 game against York was the closest that the club got to qualifying for the first round proper. And it, if if we, and well, I think I think if we beat Whitby, we only have one game after that before we're in the first round proper. I could be wrong. I'm not quite sure how it works. But I know that we're, we're very, very, very close. I think it's after four. I think it's after four. You get into the first round proper. I don't know. Someone probably You're massive owner. Oh, like it, it. Financially, it's a huge incentive. Um, but also for the club because I, 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 I think that for me, I, I definitely think more. They've got some good fans, right? But it, I just wish there was more. Like it's it, it's quite a secluded ground to go to. We'll short you'll short find out when you come to visit. And it's just it's just I just wish that more people could go. Like it's good to see a, a generation of fans that are going. That's great because it means that they're going to be in there for the foreseeable, hopefully. But like it's just you know you look around, it's just like everyone and a dog. And I just wish it was kind of like. A level of like your FC Uniteds, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that like... club over over the water which I live in, 
<laughs> live in the hometown too. But like numbers like that are quite nice just to see. Like you know when you see a ground that gets like a thousand, two thousand, and I would love that for Morton because not only is it great financially, but also it just makes me as a as a as a photographer and videographer buzz a bit more because I now I've got a bigger audience to try and push for. So if we get through the first prop line, we'll get we'll get to see like a Gateshead or a South Shield. Oh, well, hopefully not a South Shields. Um, but like you know like a. A sort of like a, a Wrexham kind of thing, like a Wrexham kind of club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, a club with that's got a stand, like a good stadium like York, where it'll just brick out for the more with fans and we can take like, say, two, three, four hundred maybe there. And just because when I talk to them, I know I'm rambling on a bit. I know we're closing the episode. Sorry, folks. Um, But when you when you talk to people about like that game against York, like when we scored in the last minute um, and there's only like, 150 200 there like they were like that's that's mem- that's, that's, that's something they'll never forget they'll never forget and that's talking to a fan who's followed more with for like 30 years like you know what i mean so hopefully we'll see well, that's the magic man. i suppose if you if you do get that and continue if they can push on through the stages you just never know and i see the financial aspect for obviously you set the club up for a number of seasons um because yeah. it's just it can cover like so much, so yeah, I'm, um, I'll keep an eye on the result over the weekend, and hopefully you can um, see that's been done, and hopefully see what the draw comes up thereafter. Fingers crossed. That's us, mate. So yeah, thanks everyone if you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been alive, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you.